are you divorcing a narcissist? If you are, then first of all, you need my book, <laughs> Divorcing a Narcissist. You can't make this shit up. It's going to give you lots of guidelines and tools to help you survive the process because it's not like a normal divorce. One of the most um, asked for talks that I do, um, and I realized I don't have it here on YouTube, but I put it out on other people's podcasts and I'm about to do this same lecture on a summit today. So I thought I would bring it into my channel and it is the 15 biggest mistakes that people make when they are divorcing a narcissist. So we're going to go through pretty quick. I've got an interview in just a few minutes. So I thought I'm dressed. I'm ready. Let's put this in where you guys can access it and I can send my clients to it when they ask me as well. So the first thing we know, we know, we know. It's always too late when I tell people this, but don't call them a narcissist. Um, that just pokes the bear. It starts things that are not pretty and it doesn't end well, right? Um, the second one is magical thinking. This is where we go, no, I have been married to them for 20 years. I think they'll do the right thing. I trust them, right? This is like, again, with a normal person, okay to believe in your ex-partner, right? Things didn't work out, but you can move on from here. If you have seen the signs and you could check stuff on a checklist that this person has NPD or certainly a lot of traits, let go of the magical thinking. It's only going to jam you up because they are counting on your kindness and your magical thinking to believe the lies that they're going to tell you, right? Um, the next one is, is um, number three, believing justice will be served. You know, when we get to court, they'll find out that he, he or she's been cheating and stealing and it will all come to a head and the truth will come out. There is no just injustice in the family court, just so you know. Um, it is their job to dissolve a relationship, a contract, a, a marriage is a legal contract. So they're dividing the contract, they're splitting assets, financial part, and the kids. Boom, boom, boom. Justice? No. They could do pretty much anything they want and you're going to chase your tail trying to hunt them down, right? So let go of that because it's not going to be the justice. They're going to split the divorce, split the money, and 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 divvy up the kids' times, right? Um, the next one is when people decide to just give them everything and then they'll go away kindly. They'll be peaceful. Um, life will be easier. The truth is, if you give them this, they want that. So even though you've given them a really good offer or you've given them everything, like here, take the house, take the furniture, I will start again, have a nice day. You think that's going to help, but with a narcissist, they're, they're greedy. They're going to want more and more and more, and it's not really going to go away. You're going to have started off with too good of an offer, and it's not going to work for you. Um, the next one is fighting battles that don't need to be fought. I fought battles that I wish my lawyer had said, you know, doesn't matter if they call you a thief, they don't have any proof of it. But I was like, no, I'm going to tell them I'm not a thief. And we fought battles and we fought battles that didn't need to be fought. Um, there are battles that need to be fought. You need to fight for your children. You need to, if they come out of the gate saying you're a bad parent, you need to defend yourself. You need to protect yourself, but know which battles to fight and which ones to walk away from. That's going to make the battle and the whole thing a lot easier. Um, 
narcissists gaslight people. This is another one. They gaslight people and they probably gaslit you for a long time. But if we hold on to these gaslighting things through the divorce, like you'll never get the children if you divorce me. You'll never get one single thing. I earned all the money. You'll get nothing, right? Those kind of gaslighting statements cripple people in divorce because they believe them. Talk to your lawyer, get validation for the things that they're saying to you because they simply aren't true. So your job is to protect yourself and know what gaslighting is and know that there's no truth behind it because they'll manipulate your kind heart to think that you have that. Um, number seven is falling for the Trojan horse. We've all heard about how people go back to their narcissist seven times before they eventually break up, right? Um, the Trojan horse is the promise. Oh, stay, we'll get counseling. Oh, we can buy that summer house you always told me you wanted. We can go to therapy. We can do this. And, and all the promises are inside that Trojan horse to make you think that the person that you're divorcing is the person that you thought you married, right? So it is a tactic and a strategy on their part to um to, to try to get you in, hook back and be like, why would they hook me back if if they just want a divorce? They hook you back because they haven't gotten their ducks in a row. So while you're going, oh, we're going to go to therapy. Let me try that for three months. While you're doing that, they are literally emptying bank accounts, hiding assets, and doing anything they can, including quitting their job and all the other things that go with this fun thing called narcissistic divorce, right? Don't fall for the Trojan horse. A promise of therapy is not, I'm calling the the guards off. I'm not canceling the divorce, but let's just see if you really mean it. Let's see. Let's get to that therapist and see if you charm them or if you, you know, just decide I'm not going to go there. Put your money where your mouth is before you pull that divorce thing. The Trojan horse is a very common tactic. Another thing I see is number eight, which is not planning for the children's futures. And you know, the parenting plan is a big part, remember? Money, contract, kids. So those are the three things that the divorce does. And um, if your kid's four years old and they're in preschool, you know, you're like, oh, they're going to go to Montessori school for preschool. Yay, we've got that done. No, you've got 18 years of figuring things out for that. It is, it is based on numbers of, of a four-year-old in this case versus a 16-year-old that's got a lot different expenses and a lot different needs. So plan for the children and work through every possible scenario until they're 18 or beyond. So plan for that. Number nine is not planning for the gray areas in the divorce decree. This I have an entire chapter on in my book. I don't think I'll be able to pull it out really quickly, but it is planning for the gray areas of the divorce. And the reason is what I'm talking about with this is a narcissist, a normal divorce decree says, you get them Christmas this year, I get them next year. Bing, 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 all the way through the kids are 18, right? To a divorcing a narcissist situation, when does Christmas start? Does it start Christmas morning? Does it start Christmas Eve? And when do they come back? This is called bookending and you're going to be having every single possible detail. This is the gray area. I've, I have an example in the book of, you know, this happened to be a father story. So don't get mad at me, men. Um, the father took the kids on the first Christmas and didn't bring them back for two weeks. 
Well, the mother was chasing the police going, but, but, but it didn't say it in the decree when he was supposed to get them back. Get those kind of details if they're supposed to spend, uh, give you money, like let's say give you a share of their retirement account or sell the house and give you some of that profit. You want to have something in there that is, I have it in the next chapter. It's called what if they don't clause? And this is where, what if they don't give you the money? What if they don't give you the retirement? Well, it's an order. Isn't it now contempt? You would think, but no. So that's number 10 is details and consequences for the gray areas if they don't do what they are supposed to do. Having that gray area is going to protect you from, um, you know, one of the examples I use on, on the uh, what if they don't clause is to have this clause added to your decree that says in the event that if either parties don't do what they say they're supposed to do and it says right here, then they'll pay the legal fees if I have to take you back to court for contempt. So protect yourself that way. So many people go back to contempt for divorcing a narcissist that, you know, do you want to really spend another $20,000 to get them to do what the court ordered them to do? No. Um, the next thing is number 11 is having a team. Oh my gosh. If we don't think about a team, everyone goes lawyer and then the lawyer might suck in the mediator, might suck in a um, forensic accountant. That's building a team, right? What about you? This is so important that you get some therapy, that even your kids get therapy, and that you can get a coach if you're someone like me that's going to guide you through because it's a lot less expensive to talk to someone like me that says what they're doing here is blank and this is what we have to do instead of you going to your lawyer. Again, I spent so much money on my lawyer just like, oh my God, he did this, he did that, he did that, right? If I had a, a professional and I did have a therapist that didn't know anything about narcissistic abuse, but had they known, they would have been able to guide me to make better choices instead of fight the battles that I didn't fight. Um, the other one is number 12, not leaving wiggle room for negotiation. This is important, guys. You come in there with your best offer. What do they do? They want more. They want more. It's always going to be pushed. So, you know, you've got to have these things. And people like don't like this whole idea of leverage. I don't want to use that against them. I, I'd rather be honest and just give them this wonderful offer and then they'll take it. They would be stupid not to. Yeah, but if you come in with that offer, they're going to lower it and they're going to lower it and, or they're going to want more is what I'm saying. So you're going to end up paying a lot more. Um, number 13 is know your rights. This is the part it kind of ties in with gaslighting. Um, if you think about it, um, there's actually, I have a listing on my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. It has the links to parenting guidelines for every state in the United States. Now, I know a lot of you are out of the country, but find out what the parenting guidelines are. If they're going to tell you, you don't have rights to the kids, or you don't get this, or you don't get that, well, here's the right. Sorry, you know, it's not going to trigger you as much because they're lying to you. If you actually know your rights, you'd be like, mm, sorry, that's a good try, but I know my rights, right? Go look up the parenting guidelines, such an important part. Um, oh my gosh, I only have 14. Um, the last one is in staying in mediation too long. If you think about that, I've had people in mediation for six months, seven months, thousands and thousands of dollars. And if it works, that's great. But if you are getting no results and nothing is happening, 
then why are you staying in mediation, right? Um, during my mediation, my ex and his family sat in there going, oh, no, 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 no. it was an eight hour day where they wouldn't budge on one single thing. So I shouldn't have stayed. They weren't truly going to negotiate and mediate things. Get yourself out of there and save some money. You're just like placating them to go, let's all get along. Because if you're seeing that they're not going to get along, get out of mediation and save your money and, you know, go to the next level. Because again, it's it's like a, a rabbit trap. They just go circling and circling and circling. And again, nothing gets accomplished. If you, if you are in that situation that nothing is getting accomplished, time to get out. So I guess it's 14 top tips. Better change that title for the upcoming <laughs> thing I'm about to do. Um, but learn about this, learn what could happen, learn what to do. Get my book, Divorcing Your Narcissist. You can't make this shit up. And you will find all the tips, all the tricks. I have 26 authors and coaches and therapists, psychiatrists, uh, mediators, judges, uh, sorry, not judges, uh, lawyers <laughs> um, that have given their top tips. So we put this all together and you have lots of professional information giving you guidance to get through this horrible journey of divorcing a narcissist. Um, I did it. I got through. It was called the worst divorce in our town's history, but life goes on. You will move on. You will find and rebuild no matter where you land. You will be okay, but fight this battle with weapons. Weapons are knowledge. I know what could happen and what you're saying is a lie. I'm not going to let that take me down. I'm not going to let it trigger me. Know what you are in for and that's all I got for you today. This is Tracy Malone. And again, I am a coach of narcissistic abuse victims and helping them through divorce is one of my favorites, but I am here and you can find me at NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.